Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 146, verses 5 through 10. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. She upholds the orphan and the widow, but the way of the wicked she brings to ruin. The God, the Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Ruth, chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. So Boaz told, took Ruth, and she became his wife. When they came together, the Lord made her conceive, and she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has left, who has not left you this day without next of kin, and may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has borne him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him in her bosom and became his nurse. The women of the neighborhood gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He became the father of Jesse, the father of David. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 11 through 18. Since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be in leading lives of holiness and godliness? waiting for and hastening the the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set ablaze and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire. But in accordance with his promise, we wait for a new heavens and a new earth, where righteousness is at home. Therefore, beloved, while you are waiting for these things, strive to be found by him at peace, without spot or blemish, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. So also our beloved brother, Paul wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, speaking of this as he does in all his letters. There are some things in them hard to understand which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures. You therefore, beloved, since you are forewarned, beware that you are not carried away with the error of lawless, of the lawless and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Good morning and welcome to the 28th day of Martin Tide. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. <clears throat> Still struggling with um, whatever it is that's going around this year. Um, and our readings this morning for the 
second Friday of Advent are from Psalm 146, Ruth 4, and 2 Peter 3. This morning, um, the image and reading I have selected is from aroundtheyear.org, um, and it just seems really appropriate given the, the cold weather and um, some places I know are doing Christmas markets and the whole um, kind of spirit is upon us. In fact, in Knoxville, we got our first snow a day or two ago, and I think we're getting more today. Um, and the image is, um, the, it's titled St. Martin's Train in front of the Dusseldorf Town Hall. It was painted by Heinrich Hermans in 1905. And uh, you can see um, it's this um, painting with a number of uh, people with paper lanterns. And in the middle is a statue of St. Martin on a horse. You can just barely make out the sword in his hand and maybe a cape. I don't see the freezing beggar anywhere. Um, but the... Um, just the lighting of it and the style just kind of evokes the whole Christmas season, I think. And <coughs> ooh, excuse me. The movement um, from from day to dusk and the um, the Christmas traditions that they pull from ancient kind of nature religions, um, and so the the. Christmas tree, the evergreen, is brought inside to remind us that um, life will come again, that spring will come. Um, the paper lanterns represent um, the sun and it's passing uh, down uh, further below the, the hemisphere, the horizon, and um, the, the warm cider or mulled wine is obviously supposed to keep us warm in the cold weather as it um, as it starts to settle in. And uh, the reading also from aroundtheyear.org was uh, really uh, reminiscent as well. And it's from Linda Radish, uh, her book, The Old Magic of Christmas, Yuletide Traditions for the Darkest Days of the Year, um, published in 2013. And she writes, quote, By early November, winter is already spreading its dark cloak over the landscape. What better time to send the children parading through the streets with pretty lights? In Germany's Protestant North, that can happen at any time during the autumn. In the Catholic South, lantern processions are centered around the larger observance of St. Martin's Day on November 11. There, the Christmas season is ushered in by the figure of St. Martin himself, riding into town on a white horse. Martin Mass lanterns are supposed to represent the light of the Christmas faith. End quote. And you can see what she did with the cloak and Martin and autumn and cold, um, and it's true that the the snow kind of acts as a cloak that falls over the land, but it doesn't keep us warm. Um, and in Germany, a lot of these images are German. Um, in Germany, there's a lot of Martin uh, 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 interest and and um, Martinalia because he traveled throughout. Uh, what was then France and Germany and a little bit into Spain. Um, and so there's a number of churches and uh, kind of artifacts and places that um, evoke the memory of St. Martin, and not the least of which being Martin Luther, uh, who was named after Martin of Tours when he was born on 
November 12th in the 1400s. I can't remember when. I think 1483. Um, and so Germany and Martin have this close relationship. Not as close as France, but certainly quite close. And the Catholic South is where it's closer to France and the um, influence of Martin's cult um, and the, the the patterns of the year are modeled off of the, the Catholic traditions, which is why I'm doing Martin Tide and not um, Advent this year. It used to be that Advent, um, there was no Advent. It was just, you know, Christmas was kind of uh, built up by Martin Mass and Martin Tide from the 11th of November to December 24th when um, there would be fasting three days a week and uh, it was more like Lent. It was a time of penance to lead up to Christmas and now it's more anticipatory and um, kind of bated breath feelings. Um, but this image in the, the reading, I think, helps situate um, even our own context here in the United States. Now, it doesn't snow everywhere and it doesn't get super cold everywhere. I grew up in California and I, I know what it's like to not really have seasons. Um, but the the image conveyed and the, the sense of 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 looming darkness and cold um, is is one that was confronted with the light of our Christmas faith and the warmth of mold cider and fireplaces and that's precisely I think the 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 beauty of Martin Mass and Martin Tide is to provide that um, you know, kind of warm spell, even if it's just in our hearts, this warm spell uh, in the midst of such cold and dampness and darkness. Uh, and Martin, I think, uh, is really quite an impressive figure that helps us do that. And this image, I was just kind of struck. I'm glad that somebody found it, and I hope that um, you all are, are able to appreciate it as well. Prayer for Knowledge of God's Creation from the Book of Common Prayer Almighty and everlasting God, you made the universe with all its marvelous order, its atoms, worlds, and galaxies, and the infinite complexity of living creatures. Grant that as we probe the mysteries of your creation, we, may, we may come to know you more truly and more surely fulfill our role in your eternal purpose. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor Morning Prayer for Pew Pew People with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. 
Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.